This is how it's going to start. red truck with tires that are they're worn but they're not losing any kind of grip you know what i'm saying there's no grip loss at all there's no type of grip loss welcome to it this is johnny pemberton aka kevin tipcorn aka jason pepperhouse aka uh, the big boy with all the rad the rad i don't have anything else to say about that thanks for being here exceptional podcast here today if you want more of what you're hearing right now check us out on patreon it's patreon.com slash live even though this is the second installment of the newly reminted executive buffet we're still at live to tape when it comes to the patreon also check me out on twitch i'm there every monday and oftentimes more days than monday it's twitch.tv slash johnny pemberton it's just twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. It used to be other names. Now it's just twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. It's a whole story. You can read about it when you watch, okay? Also, uh, please come see me. Come see me in Austin, Texas. I'll be there October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at the Creek and Cave. And then I'll be in Houston on the 24th of Sunday, the 24th of October. This is all October. I'll be in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, Creek and Cave. Get your tickets. Go to my Instagram or my Twitter or go to the Creek and Cave website. All the links are there. October 21, 22, and 23. I'm pretty sure those are the right dates. It's Thursday, Friday. It's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Two shows on Friday, two shows on Saturday. Get tickets. It's going to be fucking madness. It's going to be a goddamn hell house of smiles. Okay, does that make sense? It's going to be a hell house of goodness. Go do that and also get tickets for Houston too. Uh, I'll be doing more shows coming up, but those are the definitive ones. Gotta come see me. These are, these are the ones. These are the ones. If I lived in Los Angeles, I would go out there just for this. Okay? You get it? You get it? 
got a little Todd Terje in the background. If you haven't listened to Todd Terje before, T-E-R-J-E, oh, I'm happy for you. I just rediscovered him. I was walking. I found out that all the Todd Terje songs from this album called It's Album Time, they are, for me, in the speed of a brisk walk. The beat is a walking speed, so you feel like a fucking future robot that's strutting through the world with like a technicolor electricity blasting up from the ground as this Todd Terje just laminates your ears with the with the crispiest, most buttery grape juice that's also pineapple. It's like a fucking pina colada for your goddamn ears. Uh, sometimes I think we need to remind ourselves, at least I need to remind myself, that music is really transformative. It really, really is. And I feel bad for people who is who who isn't that. For people who isn't that, I do bad for feeling for them. But I don't really feel bad for you because I don't feel bad. It's just maybe you have something that you feel bad for me about that I don't feel that you feel when you look at a tennis racket when you're hanging upside down in your teeter hang up inside your fourth garage in uh, someplace in Manitoba. Okay, so I'm just saying, let's all get reacquainted with the sounds. Reminds me of that They Might Be Giant song. I can't remember which song it is. It's on that album that came out in like 99 or something like that. And they said, listen to the sounds of the things we found underground. This is crazy sound. I feel like that, that saying, listen to the sounds of the things we found underground applies for so many sounds. So let's all listen to the sounds we found underground. Today my guest, today my guest, you know this guy, he's one of my dearest, closest, bestest. Uh, most uh, incredible friends, people I've ever met. Um, <laughs> I feel like I can't even introduce them. It's like, what's the point? You already know it. You already know it because you're here. Unless, unless you click on the podcast without knowing the title of it, who's going to be there? He, he's, uh, he's the, the legendary Duncan Trussell is here. We talk. We talk. It's a remote conversation, which is unfortunate. But you know what? It's getting better. Someday we'll be in the same room and we'll. We'll, we'll blast off and uh, some sort of a, uh, degrees of elevation that's different. And you'll, it'll be recorded and you'll hear it. It's going to be great. We'll eat hot peppers and, and sweat out and sweat Technicolor. I've said that word a thousand times at this point, so it's starting to lose its, lose its grip. Here he is, the wonderful, magnanimous, amazingly. Uh, he's like one of those tops. Imagine if you spun a top and all of a sudden it lifted off the table and started to fly around the room. That's Duncan, baby. Enjoy. And please check out the Patreon. Please come see the shows, the live shows. And, uh, just... Yep. It's all about getting your headphones lined up with your levels, right? So your headphones represent the level? Yeah, but I've never gotten that far. I, that's like zeroing out your inbox. It's just not. <laughs> you know what I keep my inbox at? I keep it at 20. You don't have that. Yeah, I do. I keep it at 20. I have So I always know if I have 20 unread, that, that's at zero. Yes, I do. Yes, I do, bitch. Bitch, you don't have that, bitch. Yeah, about five million emails. Oh, I, I, I got them in there, but I uh, somehow, I think I did like a thing where it made it so I auto read them. So now they, um, so, you know, so like I, I, I marked them as red. You didn't do that. Bitch. I did. I marked them as red. I went in there and I you marked them as red. That. You didn't do that. 
Go downtown. Go downtown. Find someone with with red hair. Kill them. You didn't do it, bitch. Hey, bitch. Go. You didn't do it. Go down. Go down to where the water flows. Find a man. His name is Jason. Cut his balls off and teach him how to dance. Otherwise, you will be dancing the way that he danced. Do it now. What? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Triple T, the, t- the talk Hello. specialist. My name is Bill Withers, and I'm a singer. Hey, what's going on, Bill? Good to be back with you, man. This is my uh, my drinking tube. Didn't think I'd see you again. Hmm. You got a long enough straw there, buddy? Look at that long ass straw you got. They, this is you have to. It's this is standard length now. Standard length. No, it is. With COVID, they try to separate <clears throat> you from your drink. <laughs> you gotta stay far from your drink, otherwise. No, you do. Look it up. That's a real thing because they're figuring out that it's actually the closer you are to your drink. Yeah, there's a feedback loop that happens, a viral oh. feedback loop where your viral load exponentially increases based on how close you are to your drink. So, could you turn your levels like, up a little bit? Yep. Bitch, you don't. I really don't like it when you use the word levels. <laughs> Hold on. I want to start saying that in polite conversation. Is how's, uh, saying how's bitch. that? Is that a little better? Uh, yeah, it's a little better. You sound kind of scratchy though. Is it my voice or the um, mic? I don't know. I can't tell. Is your voice scratchy? Hold on. No, my mic has a got sick. It's got a scratch filter on it. Yeah. Your mic got the disease, huh? Yeah, my mic's been infected. Fucking yeah, my sick. mic went to a fish concert and it got super sick. You know, my mic went to where everyone everyone had to show a vaccine pass, but it didn't seem to work. I know. Well, at Panic concert that my mic went to, after the fish concert, they didn't have vaccine pass. They said they were going to have it. Yeah. I think they just scared people off. So when you got there, it's like, oh, you don't have to show it? You know what I mean? They just yeah. like, they just like acted like it. What widespread Panic concert did you go to? It was the one at Alpine. I know someone who got COVID at one of their widespread panic concerts. It really is funny because the name widespread panic implies that you will get COVID. It does. Yeah. It's kind of just like, telling you like, hey, you're going to get it. You're going to get sick here probably. Yeah. Everyone's going to get it. place you then. go to get sick. Everyone's going to get Everyone's going to go to a widespread panic concert. What's up with your long straw there? Honestly, man, this is like, you're, this is, get used to this. This is the new thing. This is the is new that, thing. Is that a therapy straw? No, Johnny. This is like uh, this is the new thing. Because the closer you get into your look it up. I didn't okay. I didn't ask for a long straw. You just you're gonna have long straws. Get used to it. It's the new normal. Right, but what were you sipping? Water. Oh, just water, huh? Yeah. Blue water straw. Water water. Blue cup. straw. Clear water. Healthy distance. I'm happy to do it too. Have you ever talked about how why why the water is blue? Why we see the ocean as being blue? Yeah, I've talked about it. Yeah, that's an interesting thing I just learned about recently is that the reason that it is is because, you know, it's a multiple factors are at play there. Yeah, the it's it's you know, they used to think it was something to do with the atmosphere and then mm-hmm. they thought it was the fish uh in the sea, but now they're understanding it's more of a reflective undergone a reflective capacity and also something to do with sperm whales yeah the the gunt of the sperm <laughs> whale causes a uh a shift a visual shift friction mm-hmm. friction you ever thought about life without friction no i've never really spent any time thinking about that think about it real quick okay and get back to me 
No friction. Just like lubed life. Everything's like, slick. There's no friction. So like, you know, you take, you, you're walking and you go to stop walking. Yeah. You don't stop unless you hit a wall. So it's just like, uh, if that happened, like in only for 10 minutes, probably just the 80% of the human population would be splattered against something. Oh yeah. It would be just dead. All the cars oh. would just start. They would not stop until they hit a wall. Be like ice. Everything covered in ice. Everything covered worse. in ice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it one day. I think that's that's going to be what's going to happen. It's one of the one of the seals is that's actually in the book of Revelations. Really? Yeah. It's uh well I mean it's close. Obviously it's not identical to no friction, but it does say like and in those days when the sandal touches the ground, it will not stop. It will go forward when the shepherd sits with his flock all will tumble down as though rolled downhill jeez it's one of the, that's, that's when one of these seals opens up you mean yeah that's one of the as seals predicted the seal by the, opens up i think it's called the, the seal of sliding <laughs> the sliding seal yeah what else is there i've never read the book of revelations i feel like i should read the bible sometime casually there's a lot of good ones in there there's the um seal of the mango seal which uh -huh. is just the mango, and from the tree from which the mango sprouts, great fire will explode. No. So I guess mango trees will start shooting fire. I don't believe that. People it sounds like something you made up. I, I didn't make that up. Honestly, it sounds like something you it's made not, up. Okay, it's not, okay, it's not, it's like fig tree. It wasn't mango. I don't know why I thought mango, but it's like. Honestly. And the figs will like... burst into flames. The sun will wither. The figs will explode in fire. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Triple fruity. T on the podcast today. His name's Triple T, the mango boy, uh, the down under slinger, sl sling, yeah. sap slinger, yeah. <clears throat> the webbed one. Yeah. Uh, the webbed one, the big the big papa, old TD trust, yep. as they say, as they said on your birthday at a Mexican <clears throat> restaurant about 16 years ago. And they who kiss their <laughs> lips shall not separate. Oh, it's called plucks, plucker stuck. Yeah. That's oh. the craziest one is that one where if like, and yeah, stuff. the husband shall kiss his bride, their lips forever sealed together. Oof. It's almost like banger's clang. The that you, fucking disease thing? Yeah, banger's clang. Anytime you put something in a, uh, any type of orifice that has anything inserted into it that's at all phallic, the phallic part expands and it's stuck. It becomes like stuck like a like one of those those special drywall screws. Oh, you, know, you, you mean like the the dog problem? <clears throat> the dog problem, yeah. Bangers clang. Yeah, dogs get stuck together. Because mm -hmm. the, the tip expands and the shaft stays narrow. Yeah, and it's just it's just locked in. Yeah, locked in like um you know, like a metal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Temporary sealant. Horrible to be a dog. Terrible. Unless you're an outside dog only. Then I think I'd be fun. Either way, I mean, it sucks to mm -hmm. get your dick stuck in something. There's no time that's great. I don't mean like putting your dick in things, obviously. It's like that's what all human stuck. life... You can't get it out. Yeah, I'm just saying like, yeah, the moment you cannot withdraw your dick from a thing and you want to, then you are now in some kind of metaphor that is, you know, simultaneously like... A great teaching to you but then I'm just mm -hmm. hor it's horror beyond horror i mean a lot of people say that's what we're in right now is essentially like the the dick stuck the, you know matter 
put its massive phallus into the void and the two and it can't get it out and so the two are sort of conjoined no yeah, way it makes is. sense yeah it's just stuck yeah like we're like i do feel like because i had just had to do some adr some uh, i guess it stands for automatic dialogue or additional dialogue replacement holy shit i never knew what it stood for that's fucking crazy yeah. and i had to do some of that and I, I hate doing it because you have to watch yourself you have to like basically repeat yourself it's hard and at one point i had the character has a mask on and he's talking and i have to they're like, okay, could you put a mask on now? I'm like, this is just the so so terrible that I have to do that. Like I'm indoors in a space space alone, uh, but to match the thing on there, it's like here I am talking wow. with a mask on to simulate what it sounds like with a mask on. It's like, oh my god, man, this is so weird. Oh my god, Johnny, that's. I so see a lot fun. of people saying that now. I see a lot of people saying like, man. Can we go back to 1998 or can we, anything? Anytime like would that. be better. Anytime yeah. would be better. It's such a, it is really interesting because it's almost like one of those things where, I mean, you can't, obviously, you can't do anything about it. You can't actually change time at all. You can't alter, um, we can't just like speed things up or like you can't teleport as far as we know, at least not, not yet. But the, uh, like, all you can do is kind of just, just deal with it, I suppose. Dude, you can read poetry. Yeah, I would been reading that book. The uh, the one, um, the cynicism. Is it cynicism in magic or cynicism of magic? It's cynicism it's in, and magic. We hold cynicism on. Cynicism and magic. Yeah. Oh, he's got a buzz, everybody. There's nothing worse than having a buzz. When you have a buzz in the line, this is something they send in specialists from all over the world to treat these type of things, and sometimes. It, it means taking the whole building down to the studs. And that's how you find it. Yeah, man. I don't, you know, I was like reading, I, I ordered this like <clears throat> book, uh, Penguins, 20th, the best poems of the 20th century. It's fucking good. Yeah. And like, I'm just reading these old poems and like, just feeling like it's like a time machine. You know, you're reading like, because when they're obviously when someone's like writing poetry in the early part of the, century you know they don't mm -hmm. think they're antiquated they oh, think yeah, they're fucking modern and they think they're at the cutting edge of time or whatever but it's you know looking back and reading post-civil war poetry people who've been rattled you know by what they everyone just went through and just realizing like god it's like we're not even in the place where we get to be rattled you know i mean you, you yeah, can be not, rattled post rattle yet yeah we haven't even gotten to that part where we get to like try to like dust dust off the trauma and be like what the fuck was that we're still we don't know what's coming next i mean that's the mm -hmm. problem is you don't get like with world war ii you know there were or, or, or any kind of military thing there's generally a sense of where it's going you know but with this thing it's like even when victory seems certain there's somewhere in some asshole's body there is some virus is mutating and so you know that's the thing that's fucking with that's one of the things that's fucking with everyone's head i think it's just like you don't know even when it seems like it's getting better yeah there's no there's no uh there's no definition to anything there's no like completeness or like uh yeah there's no boundaries at all yeah like with all that war stuff it's it's so much it's so much better because it feels 
you have a common enemy, and it's like it's a physical enemy, and it's an ideological thing there. Now it's like there's none of that at all because there's so much conjecture. I think that's what gets me the most is all the conjecture and stuff. It's just how there's like all these so many different layers to things. There's like politeness wrapped up in in like personal choice wrapped up in like collectivism and all these different yeah. com- things that combine. And you never know which, anytime you talk to a person, you never know what combination of things. That, like It's almost like a, like a D&D character. Like you have like six attributes and you don't really know right away what, what, the, what the levels are of any individual person, you know, you yeah. can't tell. And so you have to kind of be like, you're like, in, you're like feeling things out blindly, even though you can see everything, you still don't really know. So it creates this thing where, I guess it's, I mean, I've noticed it most recently when I was on an airplane, just how much, oh man, this, everyone, it feels so tense. Yeah. Everything feels really tense. And just, there's no real reason for it to be tense, but it, it is, it's so fucking tense. It's just... It's just like this. There's like this stuff in the air. Like I, I was, I was sitting in, um, I was sitting in like the main cabin. And I was sitting in the uh, the the middle seat, and Britt was in the aisle, the window seat. And there was a woman who was sitting there before us. We had to ask her if I could switch seats with her so we could sit next to each other because yeah. she was in the middle seat. She was a oh, probably like fifty something Hispanic woman. Didn't speak any English really at all. And but she, you know, she understood it, and she was super nice. And she like switched swap with me, so she sat in the aisle. And while she was getting up to do that, she touched. She she had to touch the guy's seat ahead of her, like to to steady herself. And this guy with this like just like the most like normal looking dude, like man, like just a man, you know, a, a guy who plays tennis. I don't know how to describe it. Just yeah. a, just a, a a normal man. He says to her, with his with his AirPods in, he says, "Don't don't touch my seat." Oh, or something fuck. like that. Do not touch my seat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, angry at her. I was like, oh, this is oh. so gross. Oh. Like, what, do you, what do, you, do you think's going on here? Like, you have no ability to realize that this is, that person is just you, just yeah. in a different physical space. <laughs> like, Look, everyone, everything sucks. We're all in this fucking tube. Okay. It's not, not good. So in that book, Cynicism and Magic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's talking about the skandhas, you know, and it's and and yeah, like, I just got to that. So it's tri- it's a trippy idea. I, I I don't really have my head wrapped around it, but it's hard to figure that shit out. It's it's a, yeah, until you do, and then it's like, what the fuck? That's nuts. Because uh-huh. to me, that that is the real conspiracy. Like you know, as as I've like as an aging lover of conspiracy theories. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and some yeah. and you go through and seeing all these new people getting into it. And watching them get tangled up in all the little microscopic conspiracies and mm-hmm. kind of embarrassing themselves a little bit in their like infatuation with like the basics. Um, like I've been there. I, oh, I've already done that one. I know what I know. The September yeah. 11th. I've been in that one. Or I've been in the what you just figured out the pharmaceutical company one. Give me a fucking break, man. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like that's like. That's old. That's behold a pale horse. That's back when I would go to gun shows when I was in high school. You know what I mean? Like that's, but I get it because people get, you know, catch this one or that one. And then they get, they, they feel very, very protective of that. And they feel like they've discovered some incredible thing, but eventually all of them, all the, you, you realize like, Oh, none, none of those are really as important or meaningful or as like what, Buddhism is like 
putting out there on the table. So, which is the, the idea of there being uh, no real essential identity. That's the that's the fucking. It's like, the grand conspiracy of them all. That's the grand conspiracy of them all, and yeah. and when you start, you know, just grokking it just a little bit, uh, it, it 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 scratches all the all the itches you were trying to scratch by finding, you know, wonder and awe and mystery and horror at all of these sort of cultural. Um, formations the like alleged you know secret this or that the bohemian grower all that whereas like you get to this one you're like oh my fucking god every almost everything in the world is designed to trick you into thinking you're an individual and that you have a separate identity from everything else mm -hmm. so when you see that person getting upset over someone touching their seat Really, what you're seeing is a lot of different skandhas or piles of problems mixing together. One, you've got a bunch of people shoved into a thing that's too small for them. You know, that's that's so is in the why are they shoved into the fucking thing that's too small for them? They're shoved into the thing that's too small for them because the airlines want to make as much fucking money as possible. So then you've got mixed into the condition of like people jammed into a thing like cattle the reason behind it isn't a good one it's mm -hmm. so that some fucking you know the executive of delta can fucking buy I'm another richard anderson yeah so richard anderson can I'm fucking richard get another anderson, yacht you? so richard you know anderson. and you know you're getting and also then on top of that you have just the general entropy that comes when profit ex it becomes the number one goal which is like that, that you realize I'm part of an experiment a corporation is doing is it tries to discover just what is the limit as far as making them uncomfortable. Like how yeah. much can I get away with? Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Like yeah. how, like how far, cause they have to feather it. They have yeah. to feather it. So it's, so they don't piss, they piss off a few people. It has to be a manageable amount of people. To yeah. where most the, where the collective smushes them back in and pushes them out like a splinter. Right. It's like, oh, that person, oh, they're they're bad because they're like they're crying like a baby when, like, the baby crying is the only thing that actually makes sense. It's like, yeah, baby crying makes the most sense of all because like this is terrible. This sucks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you know, that's the that's the other piece of the puzzle. Then you have somebody like that idiot in front who is like more than likely, you know, probably flying to a funeral, you know, some, you don't know what these, maybe going to some place to get some special surgery or something or flying to like, go like finalize a divorce. Those, the are, the nice, those are the nicest, <coughs> most compassionate stories you can tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what, those are the ones that like, <clears throat> I looked over his shoulder and saw him reading the John Legend Wikipedia for about a half hour. Who's John Legend? The, he's a singer. He's married to Christy, Chrissy Teigen. Okay. He's like, you know, he's a famous guy. I think he's on The Voice, maybe. He's on one of those shows. Okay, well, maybe he is. This he's is like the, guy. so the, <clears throat> why is he doing that? Or why mm -hmm. is the, why they, so the, what the Chogim Trumpa, what that book is, is, is creating is a reason for he's all of it. it, is what it, the chapter you, we both are, in right now is basic stupidity is the name of the chapter <laughs> and so what's happening is you you really aren't a thing so like in, 
you know, you try to identify what you are, like, here's what I am. And you get, you know what I'm, anyone who's taken like over a few hundred micrograms of LSD knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, so, so you're, <clears throat> whereas LSD just kind of like, you know, does this white windshield wiper wash of your ego and all the skandhas and all the stuff piled on, maybe, where all of a sudden you aren't anything at all. But even better than that, you don't even have a the ability to grasp or to attempt to be something. You know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? It's that yeah. fusion thing that happens on a high dose of psychedelics. You're just not there anymore. You, and, you kind of like melt into the into nothing. Yes, that. So that's the that is the ground of it all, and that's called spaciousness. But there's something in that that is innately disconcerting. And so as an attempt to remedy the problem, there's this never ending, I'm going to fucking look at the John Legend Wikipedia. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so like John Legend Wikipedia. Yeah. So you're, but you're, so you're like, you're like trying to <clears throat> evade this sort of um, ridiculous uh, situation. Yeah. Evade is a good word for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trying to like get away from it or like trying to like, so, so, so it doesn't catch you. You don't get caught by the, uh, caught by sort of like, yeah. I guess the truth of something. Maybe it's, but it's, yeah. not even, it's beyond truth. Cause it's not like the truth implies there's like a, a, a right and a wrong or something. It's more just like, I don't know. Well, that's it? why it's yeah. called stupidity mm -hmm. because you're trying to run. Like, it's like, it's like, you know, it's, 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 you're literally chase, you're running away from your tail. You're not even chasing your tail. You're running away from your tail. So it's yeah, like, yeah, that's a good one. <clears throat> so it's shit. stupid. So it's like mm -hmm. you're trying to get away from this freaking thing that it's literally all there is anyway. And mm -hmm. so in that kind of seizure of uh, evasion, you, you that's where you take on all your personality traits. And for this guy, one of them was he's fed up. He's trying to fucking read his John Legend. Oh, and he's he's a good person. He's a good person. He's a proper guy. Here's what, all you have to know is that he was sitting in the main cabin, right? But he he used the first class bathrooms. Okay. He's, he uses the first class bathrooms. He, he, was probably, he, he, he knows was probably the, meant to sit in first class. He's probably supposed to be up there, but something happened. He knows the loopholes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, and it's, so yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like you know, you get in a situation like that, and you realize, like, my God, like this is not like there's one asshole in front of me or an asshole behind me it's just a a sort of souffle a mixture of all of all these various forms of suffering mm -hmm. and then then some people the way they um, express it is just aggression you know that's where it gets yeah. scary that's scary you yeah, definitely that's also why i i you know in my own in my own personal um i don't know what you'd call it my own my own personal skandhas is like i heard him say that to this woman this very sweet woman who could you know can barely speak in English? She's surrounded by all these people who she doesn't know. I was like, oh, you know what? Every time I I get up to the bathroom, which is going to be at least twice, I think I'm going to be touching his seat quite oh, yeah. a bit. I'm going to oh, be yeah. doing a little teaching a lesson. Oh yeah, yeah. Are, are you going to yell at me? Are you going to get mad at me? You going to say it to me? He didn't say he didn't do that thing where he's like looking, like yeah. looking who 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 did this? And I'm like, yeah, oh, I did it. But it's like. I also acted like an idiot, like a like I just like a just the dumbest guy in town. Yeah. There's something also about that where like the idea, like the the Chogum, uh, he 
the narrator makes he every time he says the name Trogum Trogum Trumpa Trogum Trumpa I can't say Rampache. He he says it he says it like so he pronounces it so much so perfectly. Devandra Banhart. Yeah, Devandra Banhart. He does it like uh, so. Um, it's like he's uh, making a point every time to say it to say it like he slows down. Chogum Trumpa Rinpoche. Oh, yeah. like Look, that. I love his reading of that freaking. He's got. I want him to read mm -hmm. every spiritual book yeah, going really forward for Audible because he just has this perfect voice for doing spirituality audibles. And like, yeah, that it's like so MK Ultra. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it like, also kind of reminds me of when uh, <sighs> Val Kilmer played George uh, Jim. Jim Morrison in the uh, yeah in Wayne's World too. Like, hey Wayne, how are you? Was it Val Kilmer or someone else though? I, think I don't remember. Else. But the guy, he's like, hey, so uh, how are you? I I just love like it. he's zo like zoomed out. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm on a fucking commune, listening yeah. to, to like whoever runs the commune giving a talk. The stuff he says down there, some of that stuff reminded me of the idea of like uh, certain elements of comedy, like. You think about like a like a clown, or some person doing like a the, like comedy in a theater. If you're playing a character, I think I talked about I talked this, about this with you a while ago. But the idea that like um, like a clown or a comedian lives in the the kingdom of the bad, like they are like oh yeah, they are like uh, they are falling down, making mistakes. They're just like they're in the moment because they're always acknowledging their own mortality and like foolishness and just being yeah you're not perfect but you find all this stuff in that when you are being imperfect and and not good you find so much stuff but there's something there's stuff he said in that book where it's like oh that reminds me it's very similar to that where it's this idea of um like embracing your stupidity not like to think you're smart is absurd but to do the opposite is is so much closer to the whatever the thing is well, I mean, like in comedy, when the protagonist is responsible for their own suffering, mm -hmm. but somehow maintains an obliviousness towards the way their actions are amplifying their own suffering, mm -hmm. this produces funny moments in, in comedy because here you have someone who's victimizing themselves, but who's too stupid to realize it. So you don't really have to feel bad for them. And that's, you can enjoy like every time they, you know, look, fucking curb your enthusiasm. That is literally Larry David's character, uh -huh. which is like everything he does, no matter what it may be because of his personality is amplifying his suffering. It's uh -huh. never fixing anything. It's only making things worse, uh -huh. no matter what it is. And like that joke works endlessly you can do that joke forever uh if you know because it's so fucking funny to watch a fool fall down over and over whatever it is he's doing i mean he's like the it's i'm sure there's some name for what that is that i can't bring to it's mind it's gotta be it's gotta be something like, there's a name for well no it's called the, like greek scripture like oh it's called the noble fool or something like yeah that it's something like that but 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 this and there, i think the reason we respond to it and think it's funny is because we know that's us because yeah. like that fucking dude <clears throat> when in his stupid attempt 
really stupid attempt because in, in, in telling someone not to touch your seat, number one, you're implying to the person literally going to another row, leaving, that they might come back. You know what I mean? Like, what's the <laughs> point of telling them not to touch your seat if you know they're not they're not going to a place to do it again? Probably. Maybe you didn't know that though. What but, was the woman right behind him? Right, but you. She's moving, right? Well, she's moving. He. She was. She was in that same spot. But whatever it is, the guy's yeah. acting like she's going to be making a habit of grabbing his seat. Yeah, it's not a kid. That, but so the defense. She is. His defense mechanisms have kicked in. At a time, they don't even need to kick in. But then what's hilarious is now the aggression is getting reflected into you and upping the probability that the very thing he was trying to stop is going to happen more just out of some general quality in people who want to press that button over and over again. So It's like, oh, don't do this? Okay, I should do this because it said not to do it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like if there was an echo chamber, but for your own, for punches, you know, it's like punching into an echo chamber and 13 fists come back and punch Mm -hmm. you in the face. That's the, that's why it's called basic stupidity because it's like the, the analysis is so incredibly wrong that it's producing an infinite loop of, 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 the problem that you're trying to avoid. I was talking about this on the stream, and one of my uh, one of the people in the chat says when he flies, he brings candy and gives it to the flight attendants. And I was like, um, who are like are you like an angel? It's like because I was talking, I was complaining about how there's like this this bad mood on the plane and stuff, yeah. and how it's like, and he was like, yeah, there is a bad, there is, it is bad, but you know what I do? And I'm like, oh my god, like. This is that's the that's the thing you do. You like you spread this joy. When I heard him say that, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. that is like so." That's like beyond kind. It's like this thing where you're like you're like a rainbow floating through the world. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like what Amazing. an incredible thing that is. That idea of of instead of like reacting to something, like just the idea of spreading spreading joy regardless of the situation or even because of the situation is bad. It's such an interesting idea. Like, yeah. like doing, doing stuff like that, like the idea of, of just giving people candy randomly who didn't ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I think like just the gift of, of authentically being happy not uh-huh. is incredible. Like when people are around that, it's like, that's the age that we're in right now. Is that when you're around someone who's like legitimately, you know, I don't know what the right word for it would be, but well, they have like an armor of joy almost. It's like you can't, like you, yeah. you don't see anything stick to them. Like bad stuff doesn't stick to them. One of my friends was super suicidally depressed and got to go hang out with this like, like you know, an associate of the Dalai Lama. This like. <laughs> like a Chogim Trumpa Rinpoche, mm-hmm. who was like having some private event at someone's house. And so they were like, why don't you come meet this person? Super depressed. He said that he walks in the room. Here's this person that is so glowing with like joy, mm-hmm. so glowing with like 
just some fundamental goodness or something that he can't remember why he's depressed. He like walks in and he's trying to remember like, what was it that I was wanting to kill myself about? Right. And he couldn't remember. Just that, just being in the, in the presence of someone who was like that. It's a little bit, I think like when you're a kid and you're, someone's telling you a really scary ghost story and you get so caught up in it that you become terrified. And then maybe you that you forget that, you're that hungry. It's, yeah, forget. right. But then maybe one of your friends, you look over and he's smiling because he thinks it's funny and you're yeah. reminded, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is just a story. And it, and it and so now you're not scared anymore. I think it's something like that. The candy on the fucking plane, what a great trick though. Yeah, that's a, that's some next level, high level, uh, I don't know what you call it. Like, There should be a name for it. I gotta think of some sort of weird name for it. I saw something uh, recently, uh, this Buddhist monk was talking about, maybe it was, a, it was some sort of a monk. I think it was a, maybe a Hindi monk or whatever, but he was saying how, uh, he talks about how he teaches people uh, mindfulness by talking about video games because when you're playing a video game, you're mm. at your most, you're at a, a, such a, you're super happy because you're 100% in the moment, like cool. 100%. And how, yeah, ideally, meditation is the same as playing a video game. And I was thinking about that, like, oh man, it's, that is very true. I, I never thought, realized that how much you don't, it's like, you know, time slips away <laughs> when you're playing a video game. Yeah. You don't think about, like, oh, wow. Like it's been like three hours I've been doing this this thing. Yeah. It's so interesting to think about how that is like that's such such a perfect really perfect good. um modern way of talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And how there's there's very few things that get you in I feel like playing music gets you in that mode where yes. you're in the moment. If you're if you're like on stage at performing, yes. you're like hundred percent time doesn't exist. <laughs> Unless yes. you're bombing, unless you're fucking bombing, in which case it like goes on forever. Like, yeah, just stuff like that. But it's interesting to think about. Like, I don't. I wonder if it's possible to live. I I don't know if I could live always that way, or where I'm always in that moment of purely in the moment, like that. It seems to be like is that. Uh, you think that's what enlightenment is when they talk about enlightenment to some extent? That's what it. That's what it means. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the my meditation teacher talks about was just telling me about they call it the fourth moment. So like, the first you have all these like you could think about the past, you could think about the future, mm -hmm. and even when you're like thinking about the present, it's always fleeting. It's you're always you're like... still thinking about a thing that just it's not there anymore. So like, yeah. if you're like, okay, now I'm in the present moment. It's like, well, no, you are actually thinking about the moment that just passed. Right. <clears throat> the fourth moment, it's where you're not thinking about these moments anymore, but you've slipped into that spacious place. Yeah. And, and the jazz, baby. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so um, at least, and I think it's in this book you're reading now, and you hear it repeated in different lineages and spiritualities and everything, is that it's, it's not even that you get enlightened. You know what I mean? In the sense yeah, that you don't you, get it. You you're not adding it. something to the situation. Mm -hmm. It's that you've, you're removing from the situation. Yes. Yeah. Removing all these things that are phantasmal or, or, or what gets called um, 
um, conditional. So, in other words, all these things that are related to causes and conditions, like layering or like blinders or like a like something that's obfuscating. Well, or just you know, like anything that is, you know, has a a thing uh, that it, it it originated from. Mm -hmm. or is going to turn into any any of these processes that are all sort of converging to create <clears throat> the sum total of your like uh observational reality um what's what are those things hanging out inside of and what those things are are, are being held within is called is spaciousness is what it's called and 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 there's and so the more you get caught up in the various rivulets of stuff that make up your life, mm -hmm. even when that's a pleasurable getting caught up, even when you're like caught up in fucking or caught up in like some wonderful drug trip or caught up in whatever, it's actually weirdly not as, it still has a quality of pain to it. Whereas this other, the fourth it's moment. temporary, you think it's because it's like a temporary thing? <clears throat> it's like yeah i think it's because and there's a quality of grasping you know yeah, you know like you're like to. trying to grab it and and because it's you when you're having one of those moments you know when you're having a, a, a spectacular moment and you the way you check in with that moment is realizing i'm having a spectacular moment now you're out of the moment yeah because now you're observe you're like ah i'm having a spectacular moment and in that i'm having a spectacular moment which is really an attempt to grab deeper into the spectacular moment yeah like dig your heels in yeah you're so you, now you're gonna get met with all, all with the reality of like well you can't really do better than what was happening just before you went this That's is a heavy, spectacular man. moment isn't that isn't that terrible though it's some words like I think about that because I've thought so many times when I've been done like a, done a show or something where you're on stage and you're like, oh that God, this is just such gravy. And then afterwards, it kind of, I mean, I, I guess I, I can't get any better than I can't get any better than that. I mean, some of that's afterwards, but also in the moment too, you're kind of like, you find, you feel the thing ending. You feel that, that moment ending. Yeah. And it's scary because it's it's that moment's now gone, and you have to keep. You're, you're still alive. Yeah, you're still alive, and you have to keep doing stuff. But that you just had this glorious thing. <laughs> well, it's again. I think that's why I love that name of that chapter is basic stupidity. Is because mm -hmm. <laughs> the trick you're falling for is you want an explanation. So it's like now that this incredible you're you've you've been in some incredible moment. Really, what's happened is for a moment. If you had the fourth moment, you were no longer grasping. You weren't trying to make something happen or forcing anything. Mm -hmm. You were free of it all <clears throat> temporarily, but you clocked back in for a second. But you there, you want to come up with a reason that that happened. And so now you've, in, you, you've invented the you reason love. was that all these different things lined up in the right way. Mm -hmm. When really what you experienced was this fundamental quality in the universe which is not conditioned, which is, isn't based on causes and conditions, but is known as fundamental goodness or the womb of the universe or whatever you want to call it. It's the, 
It's a thing that all things hang out in. But because you've made this, what's, what's known as ignorance, because you've made this mistake and you've connected a reason to that thing, oh yeah, that's hurts, man. Because now, now you think I'm gonna have to book a part, work with these geniuses, <laughs> get all these things to line up again, just like this. Just to feel this again. <laughs> to feel something that is actually your, what you are. Yeah, it's the same as being, I mean, how is it different than being addicted to heroin? I don't think it is different. Not really. different at all. Right. I'll tell you how it's different. Heroin's easier to get. Yeah, heroin's easier to get and it's uh, more reliable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Just, you're able to get heroin anytime you want it. Try getting on the fucking late night show or booking the movie part or, you know, getting a part in a TV show or, you know, have anything like, anything like that. Anything it's that a, gets, gets you the, gives you the gas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking annoying. And it's, and so, yeah, there's a lot, that's where, that's why we're, you know, suffering here is because of just this basic ignorance mm -hmm. re regarding, you know, regarding why we're happy or what happiness even is. The interesting thing is how the language of it all, it's so like, that's what I, I like so much about <clears throat> this book is that is the way it's like, oh, this is. This is the first time someone's really found a way to say some of this stuff in English, like an idiomatic English. Yeah. And even then, it's 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 so difficult. It's really impossible to to like it. Just even in any language, it's just really really hard, almost impossible to to even say some of this stuff. It just doesn't. You can't say certain things. You just can't. I remember years ago when I was first starting to meditate, I had this really intense meditation. I think I told you about it. I was I told a lot of people about it. How I I had like this moment where I I feel, I feel like I understood the nature of time. Yeah. Inside this inside like this dream I was having in a meditation, and I came out of it. I was like, wow, I get it. I get. I understood some sort of like sound thing, and I I was like, oh, I can't I can't talk about it. I can't explain it. It's not possible to explain it. Because how could you explain? It's like how do you tell? Like how do you explain the color red? You can't explain the color red. It's just the thing that is the thing that it is, and how. But it was just also in the moment of I understood it. It wasn't something where I can't like take it with me. I can't be like, yeah. I can't put it in my pocket or anything. Well, that's so. Chogim Rinpoche, His recommendation when it comes to those moments, whether it's through meditation, mm -hmm. whatever way you're getting to this heightened state is disown it. So <clears throat> forget He's about such it. such a bastard like that. It's always stuff is like, it's like he just pisses on stuff. And you're like, I find myself laughing, like, oh my God, he just like said like, well, actually uh, that sucks. Um. <laughs> well, you know what he says exactly about the situation that you are describing, which any one of us who has taken up some meditative practice or gotten into psychedelics has had the moment mm -hmm. of, you know, you know, exclaiming it's beyond words. Mm -hmm. And so in one of his books, I can't remember which one he says, this is like taking your insanity, putting it on an altar and lighting candles to it. Because you, <laughs> you think that because you can't say it, uh -huh. 
and describe it. It's something more the confusion when really it's just, no, it's you're confused. And, but because the confusion is so spectacularly extra confusing, this makes people want to worship it and pray to it and claim wow. that they've encountered God when it's like, yeah. no, you're just more confused, but to make matters worse, you're trying to like crystallize the confusion. And really, even though I know what you mean, the first time I read him, I got, I was, I became furious. I was, I've never been more angry reading any spiritual, anything. I was so pissed to read because I felt so perfectly analyzed and so perfectly called oh, out, you know? Yeah, you feel so, yeah it's <clears> like, <throat> it's like when you see someone make fun of whatever, I don't know, like, uh, like make fun of a white woman's Instagram, like that thing. Yeah. Like that, that, uh, on the, that latest Bo Burnham special, he does a little thing about that. You're like, oh my God, he just really, like, if I was a white woman. Oh, yeah. I would just be like, oh God, <laughs> it's really, I'm just really that reductive. Yes. And, and it seems cruel to, mm -hmm. to, but then you realize it's the most compassionate thing. Yeah. And, but in, in, and so, but in Buddhism, there's like, uh, something called skillful means ways of interacting with the world. And generally they're very, they're like, it's like including is a skillful means. So when you're interacting with someone and you're trying to be compassionate, including them is a way to, to help wrathfulness is one of them though. Or, Wrathful? or what, wrathfulness or cutting, okay. which this is the, I think the fourth skillful means. And people get so confused when they hear wrathfulness because they think that means like, fuck you, man. Or like, don't touch my seat. When, <laughs> when really wrathfulness yeah. is like Chogim Trump or Rinpoche, there's something wrathful, mm -hmm. but it seems so sweet and peaceful. But what he's, but, but, but the reason that it's, wrathful is it's cutting away your ignorance it's separating you from something that you could have spent your whole fucking life you know for me when i've had my peak experience meditating and i've brought that to like david nickturn and he did the same thing in the sweetest way of helping me free myself from my attachment to that yeah it's gone so now i don't have to use this incredible moment that i had as a watermark for every time i go and sit yeah, that's a big thing. You cannot, cannot compare, or you cannot like um, judge, right? That's like no. a big, a big thing. That I think that's that's one of the things I learned learned early on. I guess I didn't. Now I think about it, like, oh, I, I am comparing and judging because that was such a high watermark. I mean, I think in a weird way, really, what we are talking about is like <clears throat> removing a, a type of friction from the way we interact with reality, which mm -hmm. which is like the friction of grasping of trying to cling and, and yeah, like anytime you free yourself from these habitual ways of relating to the world, you get this incredible, like, wait, it's like opposite day. Every single way I thought was the way I should act to amplify my own joy or pleasure. It's wrong. The more I try to do it, the more I suffer. Whereas the more I let go, the less I try to force it, or the less I try to replicate, the more I get these glimpses of something. Oh yeah, you know what it is to me. I just realized what it is, hundred percent. Have you ever gone on like a like a little vacation someplace for the first time, and it was like, oh man, this is just the best. Yeah. And then you go back there the second time, and you're like, 
trying to make it happen again. And it's just not happening. Yep. It's just not working. Like the first time is always <laughs> so good. And you just can't, it's like you just can't do it again. I've done that a bunch of times, like going to yeah. Solvane. I've gone to Solvane a couple <laughs> times. And every time I, I keep being like, maybe it's going to be like that first time in Solvane. But it's always just like several degrees less interesting and fun because it's just, it's just the, uh, the novelty is not there. But that's like a, such a, a stupid, like really terrestrial example of that. But I feel like Great it's the example. same thing where it's just this thing where, if, if you try to try to capture the magic, <laughs> you're chasing that fucking solving dragon, baby. Uh, yeah. You can't get back. You you could be back in that shop of cuckoo clocks, yeah. but you're not gonna feel the thing you felt the, before. I'm not gonna have that same perfect wine and speed buzz that I had, and the same guy pouring us the uh, the uh, the wine on a on a Sunday late morning uh. on a Sunday. Uh, and like the way he said stuff and the fact that we were learning too, that's not, that's a crazy thing too, is the idea of like, I think I forget this all the time is the idea of like, oh wait, learning is like, that's, that's all that is, is like, I think when you're learning it, that's always such a good feeling. And you, sometimes you think that, uh, oh, I learned this, I learned it. I learned how to do, I learned how to do Solvane. So I can <coughs> do it again. But the reason I liked it so much is because I was learning, not because I learned. It was the act of learning, not the... Uh, yeah. It's not the fucking doing it again. Oh, man, no. I mean, and, and what that's great. That's a great thing. Like, it's a great thing to start figuring that out. I mean, you... you even if you don't... You, even if you never, like, make any moves based on that realization or lack of moves it's still a little bit of a relief <clears throat> to understand that this trick does it, it's not really about gps coordinates it's <laughs> and 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 so that you know if, if if only it were but the problem is if it were about gps coordinates then you would have these like vibrating masses of ecstatic humans clumped around specific locales and like bats hanging on a fucking cave, trembling in ecstasy because that thing that you're talking about is you could replicate it and is based on some conditional situation. It just well, that's isn't. Why so many, that's why there's so many trampling deaths at the Hajj. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you fucking go, man. And like, this is the, the, you know, for me, one of the one of the real spectacular bits of like relief or, or awe or like holy shit i've experienced <clears throat> meditating is like you know a, a lot of adults they carry around with them this very tragic secret where they they secretly they maybe they never say it believe that they'll never return to the feeling they had when they were a child mm -hmm. and it's a very sad thing because what a loss you know and they think, well, the reason I felt like that was because of my age. I was young, naive, whatever the fuck. The reason yeah. I felt like that was because I didn't have to worry about bills or mortgages or all the adult shit or whatever. They'll have some explanation in their mind that, that they, they've lost this precious thing. And so I've thought that, but then with a the meditation practice, all of a sudden, like a 
the sun coming out from clouds sitting in my old body in some old place uh-huh. there it is yeah but now it's not the it's not it's only it's just there like what the fuck i thought that was gone forever mm-hmm. and it and then and it's like oh no that's what's that that just that one little even if it is just a tw- like a sparkle a just moment, one yeah. moment even that you know is still like holy fuck that is a something that is enough i'll take just that i'll just take that I, i'll take that forever and i won't fucking disown it necessarily just to know oh yeah okay that is a possibility there mm-hmm. is this possibility that you don't have to be constantly gummed up and crusted down and you know what gummed i mean up and crusted down that is the movie that is the album <laughs> that is our, gummed up and crusted down gummed up oh and crusted God. down baby gummed up and crusted down yeah gummed up and crusted down you don't oh have to God. be anymore you don't Ladies have to gentlemen. be you don't have to be gummed up and crusted down. Come on, yeah. Come on over to to, to Paco's place, and we'll serve you up a couple of uh, nothing burgers. A couple of nothing burgers. I had, I, I guess, I had like a, I had a little moment like that yesterday. I was on a little walk hike with my backpack and listening to music, and I was listening to something I hadn't listened to in, in, ever before, like some some uh, electronic music crossing the bridge over the railroad tracks over the freeway and uh it's like this crazy sunset coming through the the steam of the power plant and i look down and i see a homeless guy with a bunch of bags who's sitting at the train station yeah and he's got a shirt like i'm on the bridge and looking down probably like you know 50 feet above him and i see he's got you know remember when that nwa movie came out that everyone was wearing these shirts like straight out of california straight because it comes up from straight out of compton yeah and this guy had a shirt on that said, you know, filthy shirt. It said straight out of options. Wow. And I was like, it made me want to like laugh and cry at the same time. It was like this weird thing where I'm like, how is this real? I'm seeing this homeless man. That <clears throat> it just like hit me like so hard. And this way where I felt like, like almost like someone just rang a bell. It was like, clean. Wow. Like only I'm seeing this right now. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where you feel like you just. Every I got jacked in for just a flicker. Yes. Like a like a couple of seconds of. This strange reality of, a simul the simulation that I, just this thing where, it's sending me this 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 beautiful sunset. Hearing this, I'm able to take on this music and see this thing where it's. It's like this cosmic joke right in front of me. Yeah. For a second, it was. Yeah, it's like this. It's so great and terrible at the same time. Yeah. Such a strange thing. It's so great and terrible. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's very sad, but it's also not sad because it's. It's so you're feeling so much. You feel like, it's a strange uh, combination of things, that just. It's like you can't really describe it other than it's just this is like a moment in time where this is the it's like almost like a life poking you or something yeah yeah man i know i mean <clears throat> it's a really like it's there's so 
like many moments like that just that mm. probably just you just don't even notice that are just always like, definitely don't notice them yeah <clears throat> they're just always like right there around you i mean it's a it's it really is like you know being a, a human being is number one considered the greatest incarnation you can have um compared to like you know at least being in the, a bug or a, or a god yeah there's actually considered to be fewer humans at least in the in the buddhist cosmology there's more hum there's more gods really than there are humans it's that rare wow. to be a human so like and it's such an incredible thing to be a human because you have this possibility of not get it not being so fucking like incredibly overwhelmingly impossibly lost and um you think if you're a god you're overwhelmingly lost do you think yeah it's like they're saying yeah if you're a god in the like so in the realm of the gods it's like imagine if everything tasted good everything was delicious yeah so you, you have, could just you shit in your choices. hand and eat it and it tasted like the best thing you ever ate so like sounds like tell everything is so wonderful and so exponentially incredible and so amazing that you might have some awareness of humans or this limited thing but you would probably think yeah okay well they're telling themselves that's the best incarnation but like when they eat their shit, it tastes horrible whereas mm -hmm. like for me everything is overwhelmingly blissful and perfect and i'm getting everything i want and everything is satisfying oh i'm so fucking satisfied all the time and so within that the kind of the you don't get the sand and the oyster that makes the pearl and so you're kind of you get like tsunami and overwhelming pleasure and you live for incredible now that's the like mythological version of it that right. like more more like the realm we're in version of it would be someone who is like uh born into wealth and like a like a mohammed ben salad the, yeah the the saudi guy someone i don't know just someone who like doesn't isn't going to be able to connect to like the the reality of like old age disease and death uh -huh. so you get lost and or so and then like in the hell realms it's like it, it it's like you're so overwhelmingly in pain so overwhelmingly crystallized in fear mm -hmm. it's so overwhelmingly you're you're a never-ending don't touch my fucking seat don't touch my fucking seat don't touch my yeah. fucking seat that you're not going to think about uh impermanence um and if you're, you're just... an animal you're so locked into your instinctual mechanisms that you're not going to you can't really you know you're not going to get that far past wanting to eat and fuck and run around and sleep whereas a human we've got this strange we can coast yeah we can we can coast like that's crazy that we get to, we get to coast sometimes yeah and we can meditate mm -hmm. and we can contemplate and we can choose to become less ignorant. And so it's considered the most incredible possible incarnation because within it is the possibility for actually getting out of this 
never-ending samsaric loop, as it's called. Yeah, that's the samsara stuff is so interesting too, because like when he mentions uh, the idea that karma is a form of samsara, that when I was just like, Jesus you froze. Christ. Oh, you froze to me too. Okay. And now I got you. When he, I lost you on when he mentions. Uh, he, he mentions about karma being um, uh, a form of samsara, like how good karma and bad karma are kind of the same thing. Yes. I'm like, oh, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, what a what a what a blow to everything. The whole like the spiritual. What a true example of spiritual materialism. This idea of like, <coughs> oh, good karma. Oh yeah. Good karma. What a Merit. fucking joke. What a bunch of trash. What a bunch of like self-righteous bullshit. Like just this thing where, I mean, I think about it even a little bit now when you think about, I mean, I hate to even say the word, but like the idea of wokeness, because some, some, a lot of wokeness is the idea of being, of being really good, being like yeah. doing the right thing, being, being righteous, which I suppose there's a lot of it that it does come from a really, really good place. But so much of it also is this idea of, of righteousness over another and being, being someone who does not right. have anything they're not bad you don't have any bad karma but i was thinking about like all the country music i like from like the 70s and stuff how all these guys these guys are bad news they were drunks they were like they were they were maybe womanizers or cheaters or they did bad stuff they did they got in fights there's even yeah. songs about murder about people stabbing people all yeah. these things they're bad people who knew they were bad and they were like i always think about the best example is that my favorite two-word poem is that Merle Haggard song, Mama Tried. Well, I have to say, Mama Tried. Fucking she love tried, that song. But she's but you you're like a you're a dirty, bad piece of shit. Man. But you can't help yourself. You're just you're just not any good. Such a good song. You wanna be good, but you just you just something about it. You just keep falling into into the the hands of nastiness. That but, fucking beat on that song is so yeah. good too. The drums on that song are so good. That that idea though, like the idea of these guys are these guys are they're sinners. They're not like great people, but but they are but the stuff they created, all the art they created. Yeah. And I would say any musician is the same way. This is just an example. It's all the same thing. It's all people who are so fallible and so uh so dirty and kind of like rough and and nasty and not not like trying to be perfect and not like smooth that this all this idea of that all the righteousness is so it flies in the face of any kind of of art at all which is so it seems like very dangerous and destructive the idea that there's like stuff that is good and stuff that is bad yeah and that's such a samsara like that whole idea yeah the spiritual materialism thing is like really <clears throat> it's gonna it like really and it really upsets people because <laughs> they've spent so much time investing in all the different stuff, whether it's, yeah. you know, <clears throat> their mantra, how many times they've chanted their mantra, yeah. the many retreats they've been to, the all the, you know, invisible medals that they're wearing on their invisible robes. And they've learned Sanskrit. They, you know what I mean? They can, yeah. they can chant the Hanuman Chalisa They've chanted it 30 times during a solar eclipse in Varanasi. <laughs> you know, all these things yeah. that are really 
gone. It's gone. So now you're still now, but still you're clinging to it and you're, and you're, you've perfected this way of seeming so sophisticated or even worse, you've perfected a way of seeming like you're not proud when you're so proud of not being proud. Yeah. And then the wokeness thing, any, any of the in, like ways of like making a collection of these intangible desirables and then, you know, using that to hold yourself above other people or to congratulate yourself for something is it's a form of materialism. Yeah, it's, it's it just it, materialism, yeah. So, you know, anyone with like in with you know, you look and you see the person and they drive by in the loud motorcycle and you're eating with your friends and you're like, there goes a cool guy. Cause like what an asshole who's going to drive around in the loud motorcycle. Why do you do that? Or someone goes by booming their shitty bass fucking song. And you're like little dick going by or whatever. Right. Yeah. But really what most of us are doing is no different than that. Mm -hmm. It's just another form of it. Different so version. yeah. Right. So you have, you know, it's like, no, you're not riding by in a fucking crotch rocket disrupting people when they're eating their breakfast, but you are trying to amplify some aspect of yourself that you think makes you special. And, and that amplification thing is really just like you're suffering. It's mm -hmm. a way of exhibiting your suffering, you know, bringing out your suffering, you know, or like you, you go to someone's house and they've got their fucking Emmys on the wall or whatever, you know? <laughs> It's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's like, that's just your, those are your suffering statues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're exhibiting, you're displaying your, so it's so very hard. frustrating because we want that. We, it's like, but then what? But uh, what then? Cause I spent all that time. I put so much energy into refining and perfecting and all that. And now you're telling me it's, that doesn't mean anything. It's really funny. It's all really funny when you, t when you, when you force yourself to be like, to actually like take a look at it, especially that whole thing about, I mean, just the good karma being sort of the same, same weight as good, bad karma to me, just is, it's so, such a cosmic joke. It just really makes you look at that stuff and like, how, how hilarious is it that, that it, it's like watching ants or something. These ants are, uh, it's so, it's like ants with little top hats on or something like that. Yeah. 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 It's so silly. It, it, yeah. And, and, you know, you, once you get to the past, the, the like, wait a minute, you mean, you mean that crayon drawing I made when I was five isn't really, you don't really, you just loved me. You didn't really care about the drawing. Or once you get past the frustration or what, or, even like, even if you're a little frustrated, realizing like, yeah, you're, you're not knowing none of that stuff really matters. <clears throat> I think there's like a sense of freedom that starts appearing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like the, I mean, it's ultimate freedom. It's just the idea of it's, uh, it's so difficult to, uh, to stay in it, to remember it, to like be you a thing where like, you can't. And that's what I guess that's that's what we're talking about is that's mindfulness, right? That's that's what essence of mindfulness is being mindful of the the absurdity. Well, I, yeah, I I onto things. I it's it's like in um Tibetan Buddhism the word for it is gom, G H O M, self-knowing. Mm 
So it's like this kind of familiarity with the self that is liberating versus this crazy, like, it, like active ignorance as it's called. So it's like, you're at, you're actively ignoring your pain. You know, you, you actually fixed my back, believe it or not. You, Oh really? Yes. That book healing back, healing pain. back pain. Yeah. Okay. So you, you told me about that fucking book. Right. When you told me about that book, Johnny, I was having the most horrible, never ending back pain I've ever had in my fucking life. I remember. Yeah. And I really got irritated with you when you suggested the book because I'm like, you don't understand motherfucker. I've got scoliosis. Um, but I ordered yeah. the book because I trust you. And I, I got into the book I'm reading. I'm like, this is a fucking pipe dream. You're telling me that it's like hanging out of my back or all these like unacknowledged things. Shit. I'm not looking right in the eye. There's some correlation between my trying to evade some problems I was having at the time and my back pain. But then I started, then once I made that connection, you know, and anytime I get back pain now, I'll write for the first thing I'll think is, what am I not facing? Mm -hmm. What am I not fucking dealing with that needs to be dealt with? What is the thing I think I'm putting behind me that I can't put behind me? And I swear it sounds crazy for folks listening, but it just, just the acknowledgement of it, well, not even trying to fix it. Just the acknowledgement makes you feel better. If you just feel yeah. like, a lot of times if I have therapy, I will think about, oh, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about the therapist? And then me thinking about the things I should talk about makes me be like, well, I don't really, really need to go now because I kind of have thought about it because I had to like, right. I knew I had to present something at this symposium called therapy. Yes. So I thought about stuff. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, man. That so I think mindfulness mm -hmm. is sort of the practice of expanding the field of awareness to encapsulate not just the stuff you are comfortable looking at, but also all the stuff that you have been ignorantly imagining you you can evade. So <laughs> you know what I mean when you because yeah. because again just that alone. Is it's like what it's like? It's not just this this your own personal like relative suffering that you're experiencing. It's that there's a part of you that's like, really, who are you fooling? Mm -hmm. Who do you think you're fooling? We're all aware right now, the we being the skandhas of your identity, that you aren't happy here. We all know that this thing in your life, whatever it may be, is not making you happy right now. You yeah. feel stuck. You feel out of options. You feel trapped. But for some reason, you're pretending that isn't the case. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like all this extra energy you're having to put into the project of ignoring something that is unignorable. And that's why it's called ignorance, active ignore. I think that's mindfulness is like expanding your field of awareness out so that you're, 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 and it, you're letting all that other stuff exist in your, in your waking mind. You're crusted up. You're uncrust. I mean, it's like. You're getting it, all crusted and you're, uh, you gotta get the degreaser out. You gotta uncrust. It's, it's the, the, the mantra is this too, this too. So it's like anytime I'm 
deciding to peer into the thing that I don't want to deal with, mm -hmm. that I've been ignoring for years, some familial drama. I'm pissed at this person or that. And it, when it emerges in my consciousness, instead of being like, I wish them the peace of the Lord <laughs> or whatever bullshit thing. Yeah. Just looking at it, I'm like, I'm fucking mad. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm angry. Um, that makes me feel so fucking angry. <laughs> just that. Not trying to change it. Yeah, I'll just acknowledging it. it at all. Just say it's there. Just there. And that, I think that's how I see, that's what I think of as mindfulness. <clears throat> Sorry for coughing. I've got this stupid cold. You got a cold now? Man, when you have kids and you put them in daycare, it's like signing up for fucking disease of the month club. You're going to get bring fucking it you, and the diseases they get are so gross, man. Like, they have like gross names like foot and mouth disease, and like just. I thought it was for cows. Foot no, and mouth? it's it's basically someone What's in my and mouth. And I'm my meditation group compared it to kennel cough. You know, your dogs go to the kennel, yeah, and they get this little. It's what it's like when you send your kids to daycare. Add COVID to that, so every time the family gets sick, you all have to do fucking COVID Shit. tests. It sucks. That is sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you don't have COVID again. Well, I think I'm. A, I think I've got a few months where my immune system should be able to fight it off. Yeah, right now I'm having my glory days of um because I got the third shot about a month ago, so I'm like, I can't get it now. I can't get. How it. did that hit you? The third shot? Did you get it sick? Was, I felt I felt like trash for a day. I drank like three cups of coffee and felt like I, I slept. I took like a two and a half hour nap. I did one of those things when I I slept on the couch and I woke up. And I was like. How long have I been asleep? And Britt was like, about three hours. I'm like, holy shit. Like I like I like I had taken like a drug or something. I wow. Which never happens to me. I never do that. So yeah, it was just just classic exhaustion and stuff, but uh, who knows? Who knows now what we'll have to deal with in the coming days. It is just fun now. It's almost like this thing where in a way, it's kind of cool and good because it feels like, like this last stuff I was looking forward to in 22, and some of it feels like it might not happen. Yeah. So in a way, it's this thing where we're forced to live. <laughs> like, well, I just get, guess you just kind of gotta, you know, deal with what you got at the time being. You Fuck can't yeah. Really, you can't really be look forward to something, which is kind of cool. Kind of brings us back to what we're talking about. Yeah. Time. Like I mean, that's the present. there's the only thing you could do is just acknowledge how bad it sucks. And for at least the only thing I've been doing yeah. is trying not to like pretend that it isn't this horrible, rotten <laughs> moment in human history. Uh -huh. You know, not trying to do the like, well, you know, I get to, I'm a recluse anyway. That thing. But then, yeah, and then just living day to day. That's it. So that I'm not like getting caught up in the. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, we're going to go here. We're going to go there or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, making plans. For the first time in my life, I really understood that whole saying, um, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah. That old, like, old saying. Because uh, it, it happened to me. I, I was making other plans and all, all this other stuff happened. I was like, wow. There really, you go. It didn't happen. That's it. Dude, mm -hmm. when I had cancer, the funniest <laughs> thing was when I asked my doctor if I could still go on tour. It, like I'd just been diagnosed with testicular cancer. And I remember I say, but I could do this tour coming up, right? And he looks at me and he goes, 
you have cancer. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you are going on tour? You think you're going on tour? What are you talking? But you know, that's the denialism. That's when you get a disease that happens. That's why, that's how I have compassion for all the COVID deniers. Because I know what they're doing. Because that's what happened when I got cancer is you go, it's not real. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. It's not real. And that's a normal reaction. Completely, completely insane, but completely normal. You know, so yeah, like, so I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. It's like, this is going, we are in something that they're going to be talking about in in the history of the world Mm -hmm. for the, at least the next 50 years, it will be a, uh, something studied, something. Uh, uh, God only knows how many fucking documentaries about it. No doubt, we will be interviewed about it by young yeah. people who aren't even born yet. Will yeah. interview us about it, but and ask like, "What was it like in the days of COVID?" And like, but um, uh, so n- n- trying not to deny, it, but then also <clears throat> trying to like create a circumference of stability for my family, my kids mm-hmm. that isn't completely devoid of like normalcy it's a fun little tightrope walk definitely is a tightrope rock a, a tightrope rock it's a tightrope rock it's a tightrope rock dr david trussell dude uh, did, before are we getting off i get did i send you the teddy bear club thing no what is that okay i will we'll talk about it after the podcast okay um the duncan trussell of the duncan trussell family hour is the podcast uh, you can catch it online. You can find it through any type of search engine. If you search that up, you'll find it. You'll listen to it. You have a great time. You can see him there weekly. You can check him out. There. Check me out. Check him out. Listen to my podcast. I recommend you. Listen to it. Make sure you, you do that. And uh, come I'll suck live. your dick if you listen to my podcast. He will suck your dick if you listen or whatever to his you podcast. He will suck your dick if you listen <laughs> to I'll podcast. suck whatever you need me to suck. He'll cough on your dick if you listen to it. I'll be coughing. He'll be coughing. Thanks for, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 